Hey, coffee lovers. Are you ready to take your love for coffee to a whole new level? Then get ready to brew up some excitement with our sponsor, Life Boost Coffee. Life Boost isn't your average cup of joe. It's a coffee experience like no other. Grown in the lush, high-altitude mountains of Nicaragua, these premium single-origin beans are nurtured by local farmers who pour their heart and soul into every harvest. And because of that, Life Boost Coffee is fair trade certified, meaning each purchase empowers these hardworking farmers with fair wages and sustainable livelihoods. Life Boost Coffee is 100% organic, free from harmful pesticides or chemicals, so you can indulge in each sip knowing you're treating yourself to a coffee that's not only delicious, but also good for your well-being. Right now, B and I know we are in the heart of summer. It is hot, it is humid, and what a better way to complement all of that tropical island feel than with a delicious cup of coffee. We are doing the toasted coconut right now, and it is fantastic. I really like toasted coconut, 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 <laughs> toasted coconut, and toasted marshmallow. Or the s'more one are the two my two favorites. Um, sometimes we'll have the toasted coconut in December, and I pretend like I'm in Hawaii, like straight up Melika Mikimaka. Obviously, I speak Hawaiian. Goodbye, I'm leaving. Anyway, you can save yourself thirty percent by using our code Unmasked, and you too can have your own little island getaway right in the comfort of your own kitchen. That's U N M A S K E D to save yourself thirty percent. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening to this podcast. First of all, thank you. <laughs> I've got something seriously cool to tell you about. Are you ready for the most zen experience of your life? Get ready to dive into the world of sensory deprivation with our awesome sponsor, A Place to Float. Okay, picture this. You step into a cozy high-tech chamber and suddenly it's like the world just disappears. No sounds, no distractions, just you and your thoughts. And that sometimes can be scary, but trust me, it's amazing. You're floating effortlessly in warm water with a touch of soothing Epsom salt. It's like you're floating on a cloud or sometimes I pretend like I'm floating in space, but like that's what I do. So you're feeling stressed out? Need a break from the daily grind? These sensory deprivation chambers are the ultimate escape from reality. You'll come out feeling like you just had a long vacation on a tropical island minus the sunburn and the credit card debt. And this isn't just some fancy spa experience for the rich and famous. It's for everyone. A Place to Float has different chamber styles to match your vibe, from cozy pods to spacious cabins. They've got you covered. Seriously, if you've never tried this, you're missing out big time. It's like hitting the reset button on your brain. You'll be surprised at how rejuvenated and centered you feel after just one session. So... What are you waiting for? Check out a place to float. And you know what? Let them know we sent you by dropping the code unmasked to save yourself 20%. That's U-N-M-A-S-K-E-D to save yourself 20% on your first float. In a world of ordinary, it's time to unmask the extraordinary with Unmasked, the podcast. With your host, Brandon Zimmerman. Welcome to Unmask the Podcast. I feel like everybody knows me, just about everything about me. Eye candy of the night, 100%. <laughs> 
and Sarah Zimmerman. I want to be on the back end of RTV and just like, k -k 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 -k. Right. Um, I saw Amanda Nunez and I'm pretty sure I fell in love with her. I want to just be her. It's time to unmask your true potential. All right. Welcome to Mask the Podcast, episode 10. We made it 10 episodes already. 10 episodes of bullshit. I, I hope everyone is ready because we have a huge steaming pile of it coming for you. <laughs> it's, it's smelling bad. It's, it's smelling it's terrible. Creeping up. Poopery can't save us now. They cannot. It cannot. Absolutely not. It doesn't really save you in the beginning. I I love the idea of poopery. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's like spray that you spray in your toilet before you go to the bathroom, right? So like when you poop, it drops into like a little nestled like, I don't know, a package of smelly goodness, but it doesn't work. It just makes your poop scented, like, smell it smells like, like flowers. Fruit, fruit Loops. Flowery shit. It doesn't even smell like flowers. It smells like fucking Fruit Loops, and then I'm angry because now it has to smell like Fruit Loops, and I want Fruit Loops, and then when I eat Fruit Loops, I'm like, well, it's poopery and it's shit. So I read a meme about Fruit Loops. It was like some, like, five-year-old kid or something on a plane, and he said... All the Fruit Loop colors, all the circles, all of them are the same flavor. They are the same flavor. Okay, but then he also said the Kennedys covered that up. They did cover that up, <laughs> but that is for a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Okay, we don't do conspiracy why theories was, Why was a little kid talking about this? It's part of the conspiracy. Does he know? Does he, he knows. Does he know something we don't know? Look, what they're teaching him is probably a lot, and- he is right on some fronts and others. It's bigger than the Kennedys. But okay, Toucan Sam. Say it ain't so, brother. I I I can't. But again, this is not the Rogan podcast, so conspiracy theories are not our our situation. Okay, that's, but that's true. That's that's that is true. I didn't I didn't sign up for Bigfoot. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> the Earth. I don't think it's flat. Us. Bigfoot isn't a conspiracy. He's out there, and we just haven't found him. That's not a conspiracy. It's not like being like the government covered up Bigfoot, although maybe, but like. But maybe they did. I'm just saying. What's a conspiracy is when a man finds actual UFO remnants and then tells someone, and then the government is like, you saw nothing. Here's the box that you got. And he was like, what? And they're like, this is the box you found. Got it. And it's just a bunch of weather balloon stuff? Look. Yeah. That's some bullshit, and that angers me. Why would they cover that up? Because why? it'll... F but I don't know why they're covering up UFO shit. But, it frustrates me. But of all the cool alien movies... Because they don't watch them, okay? They're just sitting there, freaking probably diddling children because they are in higher-up White House things. I think the world's ready for aliens. I The fucking world's done been ready for aliens bro we are ready okay i watched independence day and i know what we can do to those fucking aliens so i'm not even afraid anymore we i'm just like gotta ready get a 1990s computer with a floppy disk <laughs> and put a virus in their shit in their shit that was a mac by the way was it a mac was it a macintosh yeah so anyway all right well welcome to bs with bs and I'm excited to be here with B and at home. Me, yes, with I'm, our I'm so happy to be at home. Listen, y'all, working in this heat and not getting home till late after training and stuff, and then when you get to be home for a little bit, oh my god, it's very so great. So 
I want to ask you a question. Okay. Bracing myself. What is a win from this week that you could take away? Shit. Let's see. Well, what happened this week? I did not prep you. I'm so sorry. You I should have. didn't should've. prep me. Uh, well, I'm trying to think what will happen this week because I didn't have a day off. Uh, it doesn't have to be like, oh, yeah, that was nice. It can be like, oh, I didn't know how to do this thing and I fucking figured it out. Or sure, it can be anything. What's uh, a win from I this think, week for you? Well, I mean, I like seeing people succeed. So um, two offs. You had an interview at my job. And they liked you. They liked me. I mean, okay. So I, I'm look. I'm not saying you know. I'm looking either way. If you don't get it, you're still in a good spot. You know, with with what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. But if you do get it, you're in a great spot. Yeah, I'm in a good spot either way. So I, it was just nice that, that they actually took the time to speak to you and yes. everything else. And it's weird because I came in. So I I don't think I've ever seen Xavier without facial hair. And when I did, it was so jarring because he seriously looks so much like Christopher Reeves. I was like, <laughs> Superman, is that you? He like, also, it was so weird. He also just cut his hair. It used okay. to be a lot longer. Yeah. Um, so He's giving like very like 1970s, 1970s vibes. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. He's also one of the youngest people working there. Oh my gosh, that was funny. <laughs> Um, I just, I wanted to tell him in the interview, like, I wanted to be like, dude, I promise, like, I talk a lot, but if that's not your vibe, like, I'm really good at just being quiet. Like, I can do that. I'll just throw my headphone in. Like, I'll work on the machine. I'll just do what you tell me. But, like, I think people get nervous that they're going to be like, oh, this girl's just going to fucking talk the whole time. And I'm like, that's not me. Like, I promise I won't. Yeah. So, so that was good. And I cussed in my interview. (laughs) They're they're down with it. I said, um, I think I said, what the hell? Or something like that. And I was like, what am I doing? You're like, fuck, sorry. And they're like, ah. Fucking <laughs> shit. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Also, um, my buddy Daniel got a new position at work. Yeah, that's so cool. So he's making substantially more money and took a leadership role. And, that's uh, awesome. He's working night shift now, so I won't see him as much, but. Good for him. Good for him and his family. So yeah, I love it. Those weren't necessarily my wins, but uh, but they were wins for for other people. No, I love that you. I think people don't get to see they they know how great you. They know that you're great, but I don't think they understand how genuine and deep that goes because I think it's really easy to be like seeing people and everyone seems great right but then like this guy has like a freaking like I don't know problem like I don't know whatever people have trauma right sure but you are like literally the most like well adjusted human being and you are so kind and that is genuinely like what people see and think it genuinely runs deep inside of you like you actually care about other human beings and like you're so patient and stuff like that so when i when you say those aren't wins for me that are wins for other people other people i cannot speak today (laughs) (laughs) i i know that you're being actually sincere and you really do love watching people succeed and that's really cool because i i want to be like that but i'm 
there's not like a tinge of jealousy in your voice. There's always like just constant support. With me, I'm just like, yeah, that's so cool. And then in my head, I'm like, I suck. Like, it's just interesting. I want to be like you when I grow up. Yeah. Well, I, well, I didn't want that job. You know, I didn't put in for it because I had no desire to be a crew lead or to be on night shift. So he wanted it and he got what he worked for and put in for, you know. So, and yeah, I don't know. I just, there's, Plenty of room for everybody at the top. I, I, I chant that all the time. You know, success is you not... You chant that? All the time, from the rooftops. You know, success is not a is thing Is that, that why you're on the roof all the time? Yes. I heard you out there. I was like, what the fuck is it's he doing? It's not just cleaning the gutters. It's also me <laughs> chanting and shit like that. Well, if you guys come by our house and Brandon's on the roof, just know that he's chanting. There's enough room for everyone at the top. I'm just so chanting if you want to go up there with him, I guess. Positive affirmations <laughs> for everyone, because I want to see everybody do well. I love it. And I think that's, I don't know, I, I think just because one person succeeds, succeeds doesn't mean y'all can't. Yeah. You know, so I say that, and we bought a Powerball pick, ticket today, so <laughs> <laughs> we did. let's go. Let's go. Uh, so I'm going to, um, we picked a t- I picked a topic today, and in order to get to that topic, I'm going to tell you a story. Are you okay. ready? I'm ready for okay, story time. Okay, settle in. You know this story really well. I know Jamie and Heather probably know this story eh, well enough because they yeah. saw me through it. So let's go back in time in our time machine. How far back? Uh, like a year, a little over. To June. 21, 22. Too far. <laughs> All right, thank you. <clears throat> so... June 2022, I am gearing up for, was it Rev Gear? No, that was Tournament classic. Tournament Okay, it was a classic. Yeah. So if you don't know what the classic is, it's a big Muay Thai tournament in Iowa. Um, I'm not going to go into my hate of Iowa, <clears throat> but let's just say there's not a lot there. Okay? So June 2022, I have trained my ass off as much as I possibly could um I tackled the mental aspect of it significantly harder this year uh because I had gone to the classic before and I did rev gear and every time I would step into that ring it felt like I was completely overwhelmed with anxiety and I lost both times so I genuinely was like okay I have a game plan this time like I'm gonna work on all of my weaknesses and I am going to do mindful meditation every single day to help myself ground myself into where I'm at to be in that moment so that my anxiety doesn't get the better of me. So I'm, you know, training really hard. I'm training mentally really hard. I am, I've started weightlifting because the other thing that I felt I was really needing was strength because once you get in that ring and that anxiety kicks in, it feels like all of your punches somehow are going through jello. It's like they're, sometimes it's just like slow and I didn't feel strong enough. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to weight lift. On top of that, I thought lifting would help me cut weight and still maintain that strength. So I talked to Adam, like Adam and I worked really hard for months on strength training, on cutting food, on my diet was perfection. Like I was ready. Um, We get out to Iowa, I weigh in, 
I will say like I was ready. This was the only fight that I've ever was like, this is my fight. I am going in there and I'm going to win this fight. And I was trying to do the thing that you do, which is just like, no, like you don't leave room for the what ifs. You're just like, I'm going in there. I trained my ass off. Like I'm doing this. I did it. What everyone keeps telling me and I'm supposed to be doing, right? Being positive, staying positive, focusing on what I can do. So I went in there and I get to, now I'm, I will give you this disclaimer. I am a huge sign person. I see signs and I run with them. (laughs) It's problematic probably, but it helps me as a very big, like I have an issue with choosing choices. So sometimes I use signs regardless of (laughs) what, whatever. Well, as someone who works with signs. Not the same. Okay. Get out of here. I hate Let's you. Just say don't don't run with stop signs. I want to throw something at you. Okay. Continue. <laughs> All right. Not stop signs. Okay. So I get to the tournament and I go to check in. And there was a gold coin on the floor. It was a dollar, like one of those gold dollars that no one, by the way, uses anymore. No. But <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. And I asked the person in front of me. I also am like a huge person like where it's like, I can't have any bad karma on me because if I do, I'm going to lose this. Like I was freaking out, but trying really hard to stay in that positive mindset. So I pick up the gold coin. I'm like, oh, this isn't mine. Like, whose is this? I asked the person in front of me and they go, oh, no, that's not mine. Looks like it's yours. Maybe it's lucky. And I was like, it's my sign. And I put it in my wallet and I check in and I go and I weigh in and I'm like actually feeling really good. Like I'm not hungry. I'm my weight is on where I could actually eat that day and know that I'm still going to make weight. You're yawning at my story. Is it boring you? No, no. (laughs) Okay. So I get in line and I weigh in and I am like, I think I have to weigh in at 124, 123 and I'm like 121. The lowest I've ever been, ever. Yeah. I stuff my fucking face with Oreos, and it's a great day. Absolutely. Jamie weighs in. Everybody's weighing in. Everybody's eating Oreos. It's great. Okay? We go. We have a great time. Whatever. Every other fight, when we started to warm up, I would look at you and go, I can't do this. And you would be like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And blah, blah, blah. This was not that. I warmed up, and I felt good. And I wasn't tired. You know how sometimes when you warm up, you're like, oh, shit, I am exhausted. Yes. That was not what I felt. I was like, okay, like, I'm a little tired. But, like, as I started warming up, I was doing better and better. And I felt good. And I kept saying to myself, I am going to win this. This is my fight. I'm going to play my game. This is my fight. I've done everything right. I'm going to do this. I get in the ring. I feel good. One of my fights, like the first one, Ian's like bow to the coaches or bow to the refs. And I didn't know where the fuck the refs are. So I literally just like bowed to everybody. And he's like, what are you doing? Come on. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. It was your very first fight. It was so funny. It was ridiculous. He's like cracking up. I don't know. know. You didn't know. So I'm just like bowing to everyone. He's like, what are you doing? I don't know. Everybody. I'm just happy to be here. I literally have no idea. So this time I knew where the judges were and no one told me to bow to the judges, but I was like, this is what Ian has told me. Like, I'm going to bow to the judges, say thank you. Like, I am just here to live my best life. And I get to my corner. I'm ready. Like, whatever. First round, I feel really good. 
Like I feel like I I'm doing the damn thing. I'm out here. I'm not even tired. Like I sit on the stool and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm not tired. And that's really exciting. And then like second round, I was like, okay, like I got this. I know I have those first two rounds. And I don't know why I knew that because if I'm going to be really honest, I could not tell you what my score was. I was just like, no, I'm doing this. Third round, I was like, okay, that was not great, but we were both tired, but I still played my game. And I'm getting there and I'm like, holy shit, I'm, I might get my hand raised today. I was hyped. And they didn't raise my hand. And backing up just a little bit, because I forgot to preface this, prefer, I don't know, preface this. Preface it. Thank you. Words are fun. Words are hard. So when you start doing martial arts, you start to feel like, I don't know, for me, it really felt like everyone kept telling me, everyone who doesn't know what I do is like, you're such a badass. You're such a badass. And I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> but okay. And I think a little bit of that started to like permeate my brain and give me this like weird feeling of this is who I am. My whole life, I've been a dancer, an actress, a singer, an artist. Now I'm a martial artist. All of a sudden, I'm going to go in there and win. like I'm going to be a badass, right? And I didn't. And that hurt harder than any loss I've ever done ever because I was like well if I've done everything right how and I didn't win how am I supposed to win does that make sense yeah like it was it was so frustrating I did everything that I was supposed to do and I kept saying that and I was like, I did everything that I was supposed to do. I fought the fight. I stayed on the outside. Like, I did everything that I was supposed to do. And I still lost. And it hurt so badly. Because I felt like, I'm, and I genuinely was like, okay, this is my sign. I am never fighting again. Like I genuinely was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. This is stupid. I'm too short. I'm too fat. I'm like, again, so saying like that imposter syndrome that I always struggle with was proven right for the third time. You're not a badass. Everyone is bullshitting you. Everyone is lying to you you're not the badass that you are. And what I think after that, like I just went into this really bad depression. Like I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know how to even function. My head was in a totally fucked place. Like I was literally ready to leave everything. All I wanted to do was just run away I wanted to leave I wanted to move to the fucking mountains and never see another person I was embarrassed I was frustrated I was broken and I mean like Jamie and Heather I've not thanked them enough for this but they were there for me every step of the way and you were there but it was like for me whenever you would be like you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine it felt again like those like I don't know like 
it felt like you were telling me all the things that I quote unquote wanted to hear, but I didn't want to hear them because it felt like they were just not true. Where when I would like go and have like hamburgers and stuff like that with Jamie and Heather, it was just like they were just there to like listen and that was great. But you were amazing. I just, I was in a fucked place. So we move on. I find a therapist. <laughs> that really helped. Um, I started to step away from fighting a little bit. And I started to find things that brought me joy that were not fighting. And I think for me, a couple of things needed to happen. One, I needed to re-listen to Sarah's podcast that she did with us about finding smaller goals to work on. Because I think winning is too big of a goal. It's too broad. And it's too easy to be like, there's a 50-50 chance. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, it's also, yeah, you have somebody else trying to do the same thing. Right. But so smaller goals. Um, I also needed to understand that, like, just because I do martial arts, that is not my only identity. And I think I was really having an identity crisis because I was trying so hard to be this badass, tough girl. And every time that I lost, it was as if I was like, see, you're not so tough. See, you're not a badass. And I mean, I am, but I'm a badass because of so many other things. I'm a badass because like, I had a kid and I raised her the end. Yeah, she's still alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she's thriving. So I'm a badass because I went through all the other shit in my life that I went through. You know, like I'm a badass because even though things are hard, I'm still continuing on. Like I think a line from Hamilton is like, dying is easy, young man. Living is harder. Living is really hard. Like, yeah. I'm a badass just because I wake up in the morning and I'm like, let's fucking kill it. You know, like, I had to re realize that, though. Because in the moment, I was I was definitely having a, a Men TV. Like, a big one. Like, and not a cute one. Yeah. <laughs> not the kind that I had in Costco. Well, and, and those, I mean, yeah, you put a lot of effort into it. Because fight camp is heinous like it's it's hard yeah it's it's physically and and mentally sometimes like probably like some of the hardest shit that i've had to, that i personally have had to do on it just because you have to grind and you have to you have to live for the fight yeah. for six weeks and you have to knuckle, like you said you knuckle down your diet you knuckle down even the mental aspect of it right and I think you also sacrifice so many things I mean like think of all the times that like we would I would sacrifice something like for instance something as trivial as this but it's still such a big like memory to me was we went to Adam's birthday and I sipped on water and Kelsey made these incredible looking cookies and I couldn't have any and that was a sacrifice that I'm like I did that okay like I would I sacrificed you know giving up stuff that brought me joy so that I could potentially get to this goal and in a happy story you get that goal but not everything is 
Creed 3. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't think that I was even ready to understand that. I was not, I never, I've never done this competition thing, you know? Yeah. So it's new too. Yeah. I want to talk about that finding joy aspect because for me and for other people who are fighters, they tend to make it, and I think we talked about this last time, is they tend to make it their whole persona. And that can be really problematic because then when they don't have it anymore, what are they going to do? And when I was looking up stuff about like having an identity crisis, one of the tips was like, finding things that bring you joy and understanding that. So for you, I mean, you are a fighter, but what other things bring you joy that have nothing to do with fighting? Oh, yeah. You know, actually, I'll say this this year I feel like I've started to to kind of find those things more so cuz like I'm still training. Like I you know, since we we started going to crew fit, we've been there for almost a year now. Um I definitely had some of that fire like lit back up for me because it's, you know, just the way camps have been and, 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 and the, the, you know, who, who we're training with, you know, the coach, everything else. Like, it's just a different thing. And it's been really, really good for me as far as that goes. But as far as, like, um, like this year, I think in particularly, because I found other joys that, like, you know, like, we like to go camping. We like to go hiking and things like that. You know, we've been taking the dogs on WALKs. They're we have to spell it because they're, they're in the room right and here. they know what they know what the word means <laughs> and they freak out because they love it. Yeah. Um, Penny is no longer a rectangle. We got I, her. You need to stop fat shaming. We our got dog. her some. Well, she she needed the exercise though because winter time is hard. Um, but uh, things like that, I I don't know. I think I really enjoy just being outdoors. And experiencing nature, I think that's just, that's just cool. Yeah. You know, like, that's just, just it's, that's therapeutic in its own. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. Um, and, you know, and I, and I also, I don't know, I just love to train. It's not always about the fight for me. You know, like, I love fighting, um, and I love getting ready for a fight. There's been times where I didn't fight for a while, and I was just like, well... I don't have to fight, and but then it's just like I'd go to the gym, hit pads, and I'm just like, well, this kind of sucked, though. It, it didn't feel like I was working towards anything because it's like, well, if I'm not fighting, why am I coming to this gym, you know? Why am I getting prepared to, to, to do better and to, you know, what was the point? And, and now it's like, I don't know. I like training because I like the people I train with. I like, you know. Um, at every gym I go to or I've been to, I, I like the people I train with. I like seeing them because um, they're, you know, your your best friends are typically the ones you bleed with, you know. Um, so I found just kind of joys and comforts in just going to the gym and having fun, you know, even if it's something, even if I'm 50 because we train with 50-year-olds that come in and spar. Yeah, that kick my ass sometimes. Yeah, so like, and you know, uh but they're not trying to be competitive. They're just going to get exercise, have fun, you know, because it is fun. Um, but yeah, I think you know, like you know, I um, it, it's a long process, but I'm still waiting on my passport. 
you know, and uh, part of that was because, yes, I intend to travel to fight, but also I intend to travel to travel and to experience things. Yeah. Um, I think a very underrated activity is experience. Yeah. To, I, me, to me, people get caught in the loop of, I can't afford that, and I just want to work because I need to pay my bills. And, yeah, you, you do, but also, like, you need to work to earn income to experience things and to do things that not necessarily that you know lots of people travel but i haven't been outside of the country i haven't been to some of the places that i want to see before i die um there's just cool shit out there and i'm listening to a lot of outdoorsy podcasts yeah that's helpful you know, <laughs> it gets uh, you fired and up. <laughs> it gets me kind of pumped up uh so like i know when you've listened to an outdoorsy podcast because all of a sudden there's like fucking 50 things of bear spray in the amazon cart and you're like Listen, hey look it look at i got this so <laughs> uh, so shout out to tooth and claw and uh national park after dark and lgbtq outdoors yeah they're pretty fantastic too so like all those like podcasts like for one thing they all say bear spray if you're going to be in bear country um get it if you're going to be anywhere where there's bears um but also like yeah they you know just I was just like, hey, these are things we should think about if we're going to be anywhere near bears, like the electric fence and the little like sonar yeah. thing that that's like an alarm, solar-powered alarm and stuff yeah. like that. And then I bought trail trail running shoes and, uh, you know, so. You love to shop, so I think that helps fuel that your shopping. That is also <laughs> another passion of mine that yeah. I like to do is So to you shop. have a lot of joys, and I think that is something that I definitely forgot. I guess for me is surprise, surprise. I'm, I am gonna fight again. <laughs> I'm hoping to fight in November, maybe in Arizona, not in Iowa. But that being said, like I would like to be able to not have another mental breakdown if I lose a fight because there's a really good chance that I might, and there's a chance that I might not. And no matter how hard I train, and no matter what kind of dedication I put into it, it's still fifty fifty, no matter what, you know. And so I think going into this fight, any fight that I do next is really going to be like, hey, this is this is just for fun. You are not making a career on this. And guess what? You love to do other things like, you know, you you take a dance class. And that was the other thing is I, I took a dance class the other day and I was like, holy shit, I am so rusty at this. I've been teaching dance for 13 years. I've been taking dance for 18 years. Well, 16 years. And you'd think that I would be able to pick up, but, but learning dancing and teaching dancing are very different. Sure. And so that was another thing. Like I, I kind of walked out of there and was like, Oh, well you're not a dancer anymore. And if I wasn't in that mental state and I was in a normal, like good state of mind, I would have been like, Oh wow, we haven't danced in a really long time. We should go back and try it again. Yeah. Because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, I really want to do that again. That was really fun. You like, should. I like doing other things. And I think the key to my success and mental well-being is going to be able to find joy in all aspects of my life that isn't just like being a Muay Thai fighter. It's being a, it's me as me as Sarah. What, who is Sarah? Sarah is someone who loves 
dogs. You know what I mean? Like that'll never. No, that'll never change. That'll never change. Um, I love, you know, doing the mechanics job. I love, um, you know, I love teaching. I love kids. I didn't realize I loved kids until the other day. I was like, I like, I love them. They're so freaking hilarious. And like, they're so, they really truly are like this gift of like joy and seeing them have fun makes me want to have fun. You know what I mean? Like I have so many other areas in my life and therapy is going to be another area that I really want to crack down on and get back into because I think that's the only way I'm going to truly survive like winning or losing. Cause I mean, winning can have just as much of a detrimental effect on me as losing can. You know, if I win, okay, and I go into a next fight, I'm going to be like, I won the last one. Why can't I win this one? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, been there. Like, how? What do you mean? As far as like when I won the last one, I should win the next one? Yeah, you you get a, because, you know, fighting, you have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Because it is a very hard sport. Because it's a team sport, but you're the only one in there. So it's if you win, it's because you won. If you lose, it's because you lost. At least you know, not necessarily that somebody else, nobody else really failed you. You know, it's not like you had a full team and then the goalie didn't stop the ball, and you know, or or you missed the shot at the end. Like you know, I'm saying like it's not just it's it's you versus the other person. And there's lots of factors that play into those things, but those factors you don't care about. You, you know, sometimes I try to talk to myself and say, "Okay, well, maybe I wasn't feeling good that day, or maybe this. Oh, there's just too many, too many variables." So I try to not be so hard on myself. It's really hard sometimes. Like this last fight that I lost, like it was, it was pretty weighed on me pretty good for like a week, and that's pretty long for me. I was like, oh wow, a week. I literally well, almost usually, left my whole life. Usually like I months. give it I you know, I, I, I do the twenty four hour rule. Yeah, you do. Win or lose. You know, it's you won, cool. Okay, get back to work. You lost, cool, get back to work. You know, because, um, you know, you can't whether you won or lost, you can't you can't live there. It's not your home. You know, and that's the thing about fighting too. Like when we talked about, we talked to Aaron Hurley. Um, she was talking about um, interviewing people for like that, like like one worlds or something. You know, I was like, how do you feel about it? Oh, I feel really good. You know, like cool, but it's like okay, they're just always thinking about the next one and the next one, and the next one. It's, it's like you never like people talk a lot about or really try to glorify the never satisfied mentality. Yeah, I don't get that. But, like the well, they the, it was like a mantra that they would try to like say, "I'm I'm just never satisfied," so they're always working. Always yeah, working like out. the whole idea of like stay hungry, stay hungry. Yeah, and I'm and, like and I don't to it, an extent. Yeah, stay hungry because you should always be striving to check, striving to eat tacos or <laughs> improve yourself. I think I think that's more of a stay hungry kind of thing. But like to just. You know, well, I won the belt. Uh, now what am I going to do? You know, like, it's just like... Go to like, Disney World. You should go to Disney World. You should. Happiest place on earth when I hear. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's just like the, the, the never satisfied mentality, I think, gets people in trouble. Because they're always searching for the next thing. And they're always searching. And then 
what if you are the champ and then then you lose the belt or or you you win 10 fights in a row and then you finally lose you know and then you're like shit you know like again i say but whatever it is okay get back to work because yeah you should always be trying to improve and do better for yourself but also like it's okay to be satisfied with yourself I think you can be satisfied with who you are and what you've accomplished and the things that you've done. And uh, I think fighting is its a very lucrative, hard thing that you've got to be a little crazy to do, I think. But also, like, you can be satisfied. That's another thing with myself. It's like, okay, I'm a fighter, and I felt like it's one of the... Growing up, I didn't try very hard. I didn't apply myself to very many things. And I always I would try it for a little bit and then stop it and because it didn't work right off the bat. And and now it's like well, I stuck with something, and uh, and I've gotten good at it. So it kind of it kind of made my persona a little bit because I put a lot of my time into it. And and the never satisfied mentality of was you know I'm pretty happy with the things I've accomplished. I haven't maybe won a whole lot or done a whole lot with it, other than, but I've stuck with it. I've stuck with something. I became a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, which is really hard to fucking do. It takes a lot of time and effort and just not going down and doing the thing. But I've also found joy in the process of doing those things. Yeah, I think what I'm hearing too is like it sounds like you – when you win, you win the match. But when you lose – you're starting to kind of be like, oh, I may have lost that match, but I did really well on this. Or I am satisfied with how my fight camp went. Or I am really satisfied with how I, you know, came out really strong or how my weight cut went. And I think that kind of ties back into the idea of what Sarah was saying. And I keep bringing this up, but I really... her and Aaron are two of the people Aaron Hurley and well also Aaron Conboyers like I've listened to some of our podcasts and had to really kind of reflect on them for me really intensely because like taking those small victories away is what is going to be is going to keep me going like if I really wanted to take my last my loss as a well adjusted human being instead of who I currently am (laughs) (laughs) I would look at it and go wow I did my fight camp I like did I did do a really good job of tackling that mental game because I was not anxious I mean I was to an extent but every time I was a win that I had was remembering my mindful breathing remembering my grounding techniques remembering all of those things that I have trained really hard to do to keep me sound in the fight which then made my first round go so well and my second round felt good you know like remembering to let myself play that inside outside game get in hit let her miss strike like that game was something that I did play and the ref at the end I mean the he always says but he saw me in the hotel when he's like I really liked your game plan and I was like thanks (laughs) but like I have to take those and run with them because what happens is I say 
but it doesn't fucking matter. But it doesn't fucking matter. But the problem is, is that I think I'm putting way too much um, clout on just winning in general. Instead, I need to be like, I won in this area. I won in this area. I won in this area. I may not have won the whole match, but God damn. I mean, like I, I really did do a wonderful job of tackling things that I went out to tackle and did that thing, you know? Yeah. So talking about it, I'm like, I did a good job. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> Bitch, it, you're doing a good job. Well, it's like, it's like, I, you know, and, and I preface it. I, I've said before you listen to our first podcast and you listen to our podcast now the sound quality the the, the equipment we have okay i love it, you it, i'm gonna stop you right there that is not what i i know but i'm just saying like but you you look at your first fight and then you look at your second fight you look at your third fight there's there's improvements in each thing and there's there's you know a year in between each one essentially so there was you know just you know thing to look at i don't know like you can say okay yeah i didn't win but there was also improvements here. Like you said, the mental game, you tackled really well. You made improvements in your camp. You made improvements in your diet. You made improvements in yourself in general. Right, which is where, that. right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, in order to avoid an identity crisis, I need to do many things. One of them is stopping putting so much emphasis on winning, putting so much emphasis on, I am a fighter. Because that is just a percentage of who I am I am a fighter I am a singer I am an actress I'm a dancer I am a mom I'm a wife I'm a artist you know what I mean like yeah, I have absolutely. to remember that I have so many different aspects of my life that I can be proud of and although I think sometimes people put a lot of like respect on the idea that I'm a fighter instead of respecting the idea that I'm a mom because they look at fighting and go oh my god nobody does you know what I mean like nobody does that oh that's so cool everybody does the mom thing but but I think other moms are like oh you're a mom oh my god isn't it so hard like that kind of you know what I mean so definitely if I do this next fight I can't promise <laughs> that I won't have a mentee be, but I at least can remind myself leading up to the fight, it's not about the fight. I can set smaller and much more achievable goals. Okay, in this next fight, my goal is to keep better score in my head. You know what I mean? So I know where I'm at or land more leg kicks or land more jabs or work better on my head movement. And those small goals are the only things that are going to keep me from going down that very dark path because it was really, really, it was scary. I mean, I really was like done. I was, I genuinely I almost jumped on a on a fucking bus and just dipped because I was just I couldn't stand sitting in that loss anymore. But I had friends and an awesome husband to like pull my ass because yeah. and therapy. We need honestly. our people and therapy. Go to therapy. folks. Go to therapy. Seriously. It's important. drink coffee. Go to therapy. Is that what he says? Oh, eat donuts. Eat a donut. Go to therapy. Yeah. Shanti. Shanti. <laughs> <laughs> so. King shit. Amazing. 
I always ask you what you do, but I feel like you just have such a good head on your shoulders that it's really hard for me to kind of mirror myself against you because we are such different creatures. Sure. But is there anything that you will do for your next fight that will help you keep yourself from going down the self-destruction path, I guess? Mm. You're like, nope. <laughs> nah, won't change a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think because that last fight I had was the first fight I took with Crew Fit. Yeah. And uh, and in AG. And um, is that why it was such a hard loss? Is that you felt like you were representing a new gym that you really love? No, I think. Well, you know, I've I had seven amateur fights. I've had two professional fights now. And I've had five amateur Muay Thai fights. I've been doing this for over 10 years. And I've lost way more times than I've won. And I think in the beginning, it was easier to go. I just started. But now it's like I'm seasoned. Yeah. yeah. I'm professional. You know. How do you talk yourself out of that? You know, I can't recall the moment I just said, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> just now. But. I just said, ah, fuck it. And it kind of just went away, which is really weird. And I, you know, I was, was it when you turned 30? Because honestly, that's literally what it felt like for me. Like no, I I'm, turned 30 and I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. No, but, I meant the, the last loss. Oh, okay. At okay. that, you know, because that one weighed on me the most, I think. Because I did everything, like, I did everything right. You know, I, 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 Followed the diet to a T. Had a great weight cut. Had a great camp. I think next time around, yeah, I do need... Um, like, I've been at this gym a little bit longer now, so I feel like I've got a little more set as far as, like, training partners and who I am there and things else. And, and, uh, and you know, uh, my buddy Ruben, he told me, he said, don't take fights just to fight. You know, and I'm... I've, I've been very selective as far as, you know, had, I had an offer to fight like two weeks from today. Or, no, it was a week from today. It would have been a week from today. And uh, and I was like, he asked me like the, the week that camp would have started. So I would have already missed a couple of days of it. And uh, Coach Jamie is like, well, I'm getting married on that day, so I won't be able to be there. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. And I think other people were going to be out of town. And the guy was, no, I mean, they're all tough guys, you know. And so I was just like, you know, nah, I don't need it. We'll, we'll find something else. Something else will come up, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm just not pressuring myself to do the thing. I want to do the thing on my terms and when it's right. Now, it'd be different if a big promotion message me like if the ufc or one or bellator or pfl or any of those guys say hey we need you in four weeks i'll go okay you're like there goes all it. my p my pto time because yeah, i'm yep. gonna have to stop and train every day for all i'm day. going bye yeah you know so uh yeah you know that's a different story but just a local promotion that you know i know i can get a fight from like not i'm not dogging them but like you know we get offers for those quite often it's not like a one-off thing so but you said you were you like said just fuck it so like what does that mean like you're just i was upset about losing 
and it was at the point where I was like, oh, do I want to do this anymore? Like, I'm, you know, been doing it for over 10 years, and it, it's a process, and tacos are good, you know, yeah. and having to push those away in camp sucks. Um, but then, I, you know, after a little bit of time, I just, you know, I was a little more at ease with what happened, and it's like, you know, it just, it, in the grand scheme of things, I need to just be happy with where I'm at and what I'm doing, and uh, fuck it, you know, <laughs> it happened, I can't change it, I can just try to do better, and continue to try to do better, I think that's not necessarily being a fighter, as defined me, but just someone who doesn't stop because it gets hard, I think it's kind of defined me. Yeah. Fuck it. Just fuck it. <laughs> just fuck it's got me better places and 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 done more shit for me than saying that's hard i will um before we wrap everything up one of the things that i have to say is like i like i've been listening to this podcast called the yes theory and i cannot recommend it enough it's It's really inspirational it's super good um and it's kind of like a pg version of you know what fuck it because they say yes to so many things and it's all about that and and it's really cool so take go give that a listen but well thank you for sitting down with me and talking about all of my bullshit because it was a long summer last summer yeah it's not it's not bullshit though we've grown a lot i mean not vertically but yes no no not vertically i think the opposite actually but you know and also not horizontally thank god yeah, that's we've we've done a good job <laughs> maintaining done, weight. We've pushed enough tacos away, but said yes to other tacos. Yes. Like yes, some tacos we've eaten, and they were really fucking good. Remember yeah. we ate with Jamie and Heather that one place? Yeah, Torchies. God, and then we said no to Condados every weekend, and that's really good. Yeah, good for us. It's kind of good. Do you want to go have tacos? Yeah. All right. I just had dinner, but I could eat again. <laughs> you know, I could always eat. Hey, Thank you. Fuck it. You know what? (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. Bye. Bye. Thank you.